Hey everyone, this is Triple Play Fantasy. This is the Beyond the Analyst interview series. I am Zach at FF Chalupa Batman. Today I'm joined by the great Bob Harris at Football Diehard. How's it going today, Bob? It's going fantastic and I'm glad to learn I'm great. Every now and again I get these <laughs> brief moments of wow, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you guys are just tuning into the series, this is episode 27. Uh, so we are not here to get Bob's fantasy football takes. I'm sure they're wonderful, um, but it's the offseason still. I know we're getting close to the season, but just want to have some fun getting to know lots of great fantasy football analysts out there. So go check out those first 26 episodes if you've missed those. Uh, they are on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And they are also on our podcast feed. So whichever way you're watching or listening to this, uh, make sure you are subscribing, downloading, liking, all that fun stuff so you don't miss anything and to support the team. So, Bob, you are over at Fo- uh, Football Diehards as a senior editor as well as a host for the Sirius XM Fantasy uh, radio show as well, correct? That is correct. So I do have uh, lots of views and you can find them all here. None of them, none, all there, none of them here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so been doing it quite a while since 1993. So uh, so it's getting to, I'm almost getting good at it or maybe I was good <laughs> at it for a brief spell and I'm on the decline. I'm not sure. It works somehow. We got, we got regression going both ways. That's, yes, that's yes, the way yes. It works. <laughs> well, awesome. So we'll start off with um, what do you enjoy most about hosting a radio show? Um, so a couple of things, you know, during the season, you know, as I'm sitting here, you're doing kind of keeping up with the news during the day. And, uh, you know, it's like, a, you know, as with the rise of Twitter, it's, you know, become pretty much like, you know, taking a fire hose, shoving it down your mouth and turning it on. It's just so <clears throat> keeping up with that. You know, you don't really have a chance to to think through. You're just trying to get the information out there. And so having a radio show at the end of each day, this is my favorite part. I mean, I love communicating my ideas and getting my opinions out there. But actually being able to sit down and think about and process all the information that I've gathered throughout the day, it gives me a chance to slow down, hit the brakes and actually put some thought to what the things that I've been reporting on all day actually mean. Because I think we as fantasy managers, we all do this. We get caught up in the moment, the minute by minute reporting. The, somebody looked bad for one snap of practice and, you know, ADP is rising and falling on those things. I think it's good to take a few minutes to kind of sit down and think it through. And then, you know, kind of I follow that up with kind of writing with more in-depth pieces, you know, later in the evening and things after I've had some time to chew and digest and and think them through and think of the uh, implications of, of all the news that comes through. So that's my favorite part of it. Also, you know, I mean, I don't want to diminish the part where, I mean, you know, just love communicating the ideas and it gives you a chance to be a little more nuanced and and uh, then some other platforms like Twitter, you know, where you're out there and you're just, you know, trying to put a take out there. I mean, nothing is black and white. Right. I mean, and, you know, we kind of have to do that to, to get attention or whatever. But I don't think anything should be like that. I think you should take time and explain that there's two sides of every story. And, you know, as I'm sitting here advocating for Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we all realize the downsides, et cetera. And, but you get a chance to kind of lay it out a little better for the listener and, and help them understand what the possibilities are. You know, the famous Matt Harmon range of possible outcomes is something everyone should always keep in mind. And it gives me a good chance to do that. Absolutely. And what are some challenges of um, doing a radio show for fantasy football? Um, being on the radio. Uh, no, so, you know, I mean, over over the course of time, you know, had been writing for a long, long time. And so getting into the uh, the radio portion of it, and I'd always like to do, you know, radio hits and things like that, but doing it over a sustained period for, you know, a couple hours at a time, uh, lots of opportunities to say stupid things, which I do on the regular, also lots of opportunities to correct them. Uh, but I think that, you know, just the challenge of making that transition to becoming comfortable with talking 
you know, to yourself, essentially, especially, you know, over the course of time, as I've gotten more into hosting, I've been kind of the analyst and I have a great host who works on my show, Mike Dempsey, who's been in the radio business for 3000 years, I believe is uh, his experience. But no, he's very good and he makes it very easy. So as I've kind of transitioned more into hosting myself as well, you know, kind of just learning the mechanics of all that and the mechanics of radio, you know, it's just like anything else there. There are things you do and best practices and things that you have to learn over time. So those were the challenges. That's all my because I don't think there's too many fantasy radio shows out there. Uh, at, at least when I think of them, I, your show comes to mind as the, the first one. Yeah, we've been doing it. You know, this is our what I want to say tenth or eleventh year on Sirius. So, and and I've been doing shows with Dempsey, uh, the terrestrial show, for many years before that, and so we had worked together a lot. And so, you know, a lot of it is, you know, just understanding how the time works and realizing audiences come and go and you can reset things like that. All the little uh, minutia that you, you don't probably think about when you're listening that you're, you're trying to keep up with when you're, when you're doing it. That makes sense. And to kind of change gears a little bit. um, I know you're a huge proponent of healthy choices and fitness. Um, You had an incredible health journey um, that you've shared before. It's on your pin tweet if anybody wants to read about it. Um, but what lessons did you learn about dedicating your lifestyle to health and fitness that you can apply to working in the fantasy football industry? So I think, you know, just a couple things right off the bat, right? Like, you know, so the, you know, the getting tremendously overweight, I, a lot of that had to do with, I used the, the fact that I worked a lot as a crutch to not take care of myself. Right. And so it turns out that actually taking care of yourself and putting some time into that actually yields benefits, right? You reap rewards. You actually gain time. You gain time in terms of energy and the amount of effort you can put in, the amount you can focus. All those things are great. But over the course of my life, I have, you know, dabbled in all kinds of things that were uh, meant to destroy me, whether it was drugs, alcohol, uh, then, you know, getting over 400 pounds and all those things. And I think that just the key then something that, you know, just carries over in your entire life, including the fantasy football, the work, whatever you do, is you get to decide things, right? I mean, you know, I quit some drugs that most people can't quit without help because I just decided, you know, it's time. I have to be done. And I think even if you go through various rehabs and things like that, not to diminish it, you know, anyone's process, how they go through this, however you get through it, it's however you get through it. And I'm probably somewhat unique in this, but but once I decide something, I don't let go of it. So when I decided to get in the fantasy football business, uh, that's why it will be another 15 years before I break even is I was too stupid to quit. Right. I just, I, I won't, I, I, I decide and I just keep going. And and as you go along, one of the things about this is you, you have the ability to adjust your approach, right? You don't have to like, you know, when I first started the, you know, what I realized, look, it's time. I have to do this with the weight thing or I'm going to be dead very soon. Right. And so, if you go to that pinned tweet, there's a photo of a before photo when I was 45 years old. I weighed over 400 pounds. And it wasn't that I was round or all those things. It was like a, the look in my eyes. I felt like I was already dead and I was just waiting for a spot to fall. Just, you know, I, I just didn't look like I was, you know, had anything. And so I just said, OK, this has to change. Once the decision was made, then you have the benefit, just like you do in a business or in fantasy football business, getting into something. You could start, you know, creating a process. And what do you do once you have a process? You make the process better, right? Never sit still. Never say, okay, this is the process. It's done. No, this is a process. It's an evolving thing. It should always evolve continuously. And you should always be trying to tweak it and make it better. And and I've done that, you know, with my health, fitness and diet, you know, all the things that I'm trying to do. And, you know, I, I say diet, just not as in going on a diet, but having a diet. This is the critical aspect of all this is, you know, 
there's all kinds of diets out there where you can do whatever you want or eat this one thing so much and still lose weight. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> you have to have a diet. Can't go on a diet and just, you know, just change your lifestyle. And that's with all these things, you know, that can be detrimental to your health. You have a hand in it and you have some decisions to make. And if you make the right decisions, it's a really simple thing. Make one good decision. Right. And things get a little better. Make two in a row. Things start to multiply. Continue to build a series of good decisions. And look, there's going to be bad decisions and setbacks and everything you do along the way. Uh, and but, you know, make a bad decision or two. Turn it around, man. Make a good decision. It could be something minor. Just decide something good and then start building on that again and never give up realizing again that you're going to have, you know, you know, there are going to be setbacks in everything you do and dealing with those. How you deal with those is probably what's going to determine your success because those are going to come. So uh, so again, just make a process, make it better and keep looking forward. Long term goals in health as as in you know business. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to you know get into this business and want to dive in and be the big thing. It's just not how it works. You know, you've got to you've got to work at it a little while and put put the effort into it over time, even if you get some initial success. I mean, to sustain that success requires more diligence and hard work. So uh, that all, you know, it all seems to me to, to be very similar, whether it's, you know, your personal life, your health life, your work life, all those things. Absolutely. Uh, consistency is key. And uh, your story is very motivational and inspiring. So I appreciate you sharing it. And so I know you're a big music fan, especially metal, I believe is your favorite. That would be so, true. <laughs> so which band have you seen the most times live in concert? So it's funny, the bands that I've seen the most are probably more proggy than, you know, real metal like Rush. I've probably seen more than anybody. The funny thing is, I've seen them probably six times. I think all of them were before 1980 when I felt like they quit being the Rush that I, you know, like we all get these little snobby aspects of how we love music. I just thought once they hit Permanent Waves album, it kind of, you know, wasn't for me as much anymore. But all the previous albums, so I saw them repeatedly. I've seen Tool five times, I want to say. And some of the biggest metal acts I've seen, you know, I've seen a number of times. But like Metallica, I've only seen once, which is shocking. They're like probably my favorite band. I've seen them once. Uh, and I've been a fan since, you know, 79, I want to say the early 80s at least. And so, you know, it's, you know, sometimes the, the things just don't work out. But I've seen so many shows over so many years, uh, Slayer many, many times, <laughs> you know, just a, a lot of shows that I've really enjoyed. And, and so so now, you know, work dictates a lot of that. this. You know, there's times during the year when it's hard to see people, but, you know, the off seasons, I put a lot of effort into seeing a lot of bands. That's awesome. And do you have, is there a band still out there that's on your bucket list uh, to see live? Yeah, I came close to seeing there's a Ukrainian band called Ginger that I'm really keen on, a newer band. Uh, not new, but newer. Uh, they're just phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I would love to see them. Came very close, but kind of got pandemic out of that one. And then they're back, uh, you know, on the road again. I think they're, they were scheduled to come here last year and that got, that got, put off so i'm hoping that they get back here and i can see them but there are many that i you know there are probably many that i haven't seen i think uh you know that i need to see some bands that i haven't seen for a long time that i'd like to revisit uh judas priest i think will be here uh in uh november and i'll have to see if i can work that out but uh, like i've seen so many bands from allison chains who i get the pleasure of covering their fantasy draft every year on sirius i've seen them a number of times as well and they're super great guys who who also love fantasy football so that's pretty fun too so that sounds like a fun experience. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> now, I'm not a huge metal person, but I went to Virginia Tech, so there's always a soft spot for Metallica with Enter Sandman. For there you have fans. it. So there I get you that. Have it. <laughs> and like you said, you've been in the the fantasy space. I think you said since '93. Um, yeah. So, 
there's a lot of new content creators or people thinking about starting in the fantasy space right now. I think uh, with this pandemic, it's given people more time at home or maybe some time to kind of reevaluate what's important in their lives, which is right. a good thing. Um, so do you have any advice for those either new content creators or someone that's thinking about uh, stepping into the space? Yeah, everything you just said. A lot of people are getting into this. I was talking to someone the other day and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I tried to get into this business today, if I would have the smarts. A lot of really super smart people uh, who really have great ideas uh, are getting into this business that haven't got into, you know, that we didn't see in, in, you know, the 90s and things like that. But but the key for all for everybody is, you know, you know, a lot of people, smart people can do smart things. It's presentation. It's the ability to communicate your ideas. And, you know, that's that's the part you should be working on, because probably you're already smart enough. If you do the data analysis or if you're coding or whatever you're doing, you're probably already pretty good at that. So maybe put a little effort into honing your presentation, you know, finding people that you like to listen to. And, you know, I have a problem. I need to be careful. Like I, I, I tend to mimic things I like. Right. So I need to not go all in. I, I try not to listen to a lot of people because I, I'll end up, you know, stealing from them. Uh, you know, subconsciously. So, uh, but but go out and listen to people and hear things, you know, and, and see what what sounds good to you and what you like. And then, you know, not necessarily, and mimicry is okay, right? It's not like, you know, the the, the, the most hideous crime, but, you know, people are going to see it if you're, if you lean on it too heavily and, you know, kind of hurts your credibility a little bit, I think. So, but work on your presentation. And, and, and I think that ability to present those ideas in entertaining, and uh, and ways that people can understand is really helpful, and 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 also understand that you know you're preaching to a choir out here in this industry. Um, there's your you know I always say you're selling ice to Eskimos. So you're you're not fooling anybody in your audience. Everybody everybody pretty much knows what you know. You know maybe not the the you know the formulas or how you're getting to places, but we all you know it's like when I got into this business, you know helping people find sleepers was a big deal. I don't really know that there are sleepers anymore. There's value value plays, overvalued, undervalued, things like that. But if you're trying to, you know, find things that don't no longer exist, you're probably not doing a great job. So, you know, kind of understand that the audience is as knowledgeable as you are, or at least, you know, is that outputting it an effort similar to you? So, you know, it wasn't long ago when the off season was a time where I got ahead. You know, I could sit there and I felt like, you know, this is the time that I'm gaining ground. Well, that's no longer a time I'm gaining ground. It's the time I'm keeping up. And I think we all are because everyone's paying attention to the news and things like that. It's your ability to analyze that news and, and put it out there in ways that are, you know, helpful and entertaining that it will keep you uh, alive in this business. And, and again, there's a lot of people jumping in who are very good at all aspects of this. Uh, but if you feel you're weak at any of them, just start working on them. You know, reps matter. Uh, you know, if you get on, you know, there's no shortage of podcasts out there, always looking for guests, uh, no reason why you can't start your own and just start doing it, start talking, start, you know, putting your voice out there and taking turns. And then the more turns you get, the better you're going to feel. It's like anything else. Uh, yeah, no, that's all great advice. And uh, I think there is a misconception out there that, I mean, I don't really, I consider myself a content creator, not so much as an analyst, but I'm doing the same amount of research now that right. I did before I started creating content. I'm just now putting it into some kind of form to share to others, but it hasn't changed. How, my knowledge base has not changed. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important to, to remember that <laughs> with the internet now, we, we have a lot more 
information out there. At our right. There's no secret. Point. There's no secret sauce out there that you know yeah. something that other people don't know that you're going to have these revelations for them. It's more, you know, how, pro- you know, more along the lines of how you're processing the information or taking the data and processing it in ways that, you know, a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of paths to finding unique ways to present and, and process data. And that's really helpful. But, you know, your ability to share that with your listeners or your audience in clear ways that they can understand is very important. Yep. Actionable advice goes a long way now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the last of, we'll call it the, the serious questions. I have some uh, rapid fire questions if you're game. Of course. All right. So you can add as, as much context or as little context as you want to these questions. And I had to do a diehard theme for you since you're part of the, uh, Appreciate the football diehards. So is diehard a Christmas movie? Of course it is. This is not even a debate. I don't know why people talk about it. It's like, uh, like, yes, I mean, I mean, yes, it's about other things, but it's, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. It's at Christmas. There are Christmas themed things going on. And, uh, and uh, so I think that's enough for me. And also, I like taking a hard stance on this because it really irritates people who don't think it is a Christmas movie. That's always a fun thing to do, right? Uh, try not to do that in too many aspects of life, but on something fun like a movie, it's really easy. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe it. He was the writer. If it was the writer, he even came out and said it is a Christmas movie. So I feel like that's pretty definitive. But I think so but, too. But but we love to stir up the controversy. So, uh, Yippee Kaye, I mean, you can finish the rest. Uh, is a famous ca- movie catchphrase. Uh, if you were in an action movie, what would your catchphrase be? Uh, probably the second half of that that you didn't say. Uh, yeah, does the uh, I am a capable swearer. I uh, take great pride in it, uh, using often uh, expletives as punctuation or hyphens, if at all possible. Uh, so uh, maybe the second half of that. But also, I, I think, you know, I go back to the old school, uh, an old school movie, uh, take a line from that is Don't Push Me Major, which is a line from uh, the, the original Dirty Dozen. And uh, I'm a pretty nice guy. And I'm pretty easygoing and uh, really try to be generous as I can until somebody like feel, you know, it's like you give someone enough rope and see if they hang themselves. And then when they do and they start pushing, I don't like to be pushed. Fair enough. So it sounds like your action movie will definitely be rated R uh, for language. Totally. Yes. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Much like the breaks on my radio show. There you go. (laughs) So uh, would you rather swing off a building with a hose to land on another floor or run around with bare feet on broken glass? Yeah, I'm totally swinging off the building with a Hana hose. I'm not running around on glass. It's yeah, I, every time I watch that movie, I just think, God, that is like the worst thing ever. I would probably rather let go of that hose and take the deep big fall than run across the glass. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way sounds sounds terrible. But neither yeah, the, the neither are great, but one of them. So yeah, well, like my I'm like 60 years old, so my feet are like one of the uh, most overly worked parts of my body, and I'm just thinking anything that adds a little stress to those. No, thank you. <laughs> that makes sense. And my last one for you: If you could have a giant stuffed animal, what animal would it be? Uh, it would be a cat uh, because I'm a big cat person, and I actually have one of those. It's a 30 pound cat, but it's a, like a real cat, and he's stuffed with cat. So that would be the that would be it. I, uh, I'm a big a uh, big cat fan, uh, and uh, have a very large cat who, if you're not careful, you might think is a stuffed toy because he's not really super active. He likes to lay around <laughs> a lot. He's old too. He's old and big. There you go. Hey, so- sounds like a great cat though. That's He's awesome. Wonderful. Thanks for uh, playing around with my diehard rapid fire theme questions. No, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and thanks for sharing so much about yourself and, and spending some time with us. Um, can you just let everyone know where they can find all of your great content? 
Yeah, they can go to, uh, to go footballdiehards.com. Go to my Twitter feed at Football Die Hard. We have our magazines out on the newsstands now, five of them, the Pro Forecast. It's like the 33rd year of that. And uh, the Football Diehards magazine, Draft Book and Cheat Sheets. Lots of great content creators that you'll know from your Twitterverse out there uh, producing, helping us out with these magazines and creating content in them. And uh, try to keep that evergreen as well, realizing how magazines work. They're kind of a snapshot in time. We've been doing this a while, and that's also why you have the website. And you can hear me on Sirius uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time with Mike Dempsey. And then uh, generally in the regular season, you'll hear me on the pregame show. Jeff Manns and I have been doing that for many years. And you'll probably catch me and Dempsey on NFL Radio, too, on Saturday nights. So pick up the pace a little bit once the season gets here. Yeah, I'm excited. And thanks again for coming on, Bob. Like I said at the top of the show, this is Triple Play Fantasy, so make sure you're following um, us and the show on our YouTube channel. We have a lot of great content coming out, not just football. If you're interested in baseball, basketball, talk about movies, food, we got it all on the channel. And then we also have our football podcast. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing so you don't miss any great episodes as we usually put out three to five episodes a week. Do so it. Thanks again, but yeah. <laughs> thanks again, Bob, and uh, have a great one, everybody out there. And This is Zach, NFF Chalupa Batman. Have a thanks, good one. Zach.